Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. I'm your host each and every week, and I'm really excited for today's show. I know I say that a lot, and it's because it's true. I'm always excited for this show, but today is a little bit different because uh, sometimes I'm able to grab a guest that I have would would have loved to have on lots of times, have never been able to make it work for whatever reason, uh, and someone that I've admired for a long, long time, and that is one of those, this is one of those shows. I met this lady, I won't tell you who she is just yet, um, in my store, I think somewhere around 25 years ago. She came in with a couple of friends of mine that uh, were reps, uh, are still my reps, uh, Jeff and Janine, and they introduced her and a brand uh, that she had developed back then. And we brought in the brand and we had a lot of success with the brand. And it was a very unique brand because it was one of the first things that we ever sold that was solely um, designed to help improve gut health and regularity and bloating and gassiness and constipation and all the different things that people deal with. And we had great success with this amazing product line. And, and ever since then, I've admired the work of my next guest. Her name is Brenda Watson. She's been doing this for something like 30 years. Uh, she is a, um, her, her, Focus is digestive health. If you listen to Vitality Radio ever, you know I focus on digestive health an awful lot too. We both agree that it all kind of starts and ends in the gut. Uh, but she's also authored seven books. She's a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, she has been on PBS six different times with digestive health shows, and she has a brand new one coming up in March called Hope Gut Check. Hope for Ultimate Health, and uh, I'd like to welcome Brenda Watson to Vitality Radio. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am. I'm a, I love doing this. Well, so. I'm excited to have you. This is going to be a fascinating conversation, but thankfully, we did have 15 or 20 minutes to talk before, and I got a feel for you know some of the things that, that you're going to talk about, and I can already tell you my listeners will be fascinated. So the first question I have, because it's actually, it's the question I ask most of my guests for the uh, when I interview them the first time, and that is, how the heck did you get into health and nutrition? <laughs> Jared. Yeah. Well, um, it wasn't something that I woke up after I got through high school and thought, this is what I'm going to go into in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, um, what happened to me is I had a lot of health problems and, uh, and I, I had them due to, I didn't know this at the time, but I had them due to um, too many antibiotics as a child because I was um, born in the early 50s. And uh, back then, that was the antibiotic revolution. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know anything about digestive problems, but I did know. And my mother used to say to everyone, this is my this is my daughter, Brenda, and she's very sickly, you know. Oh, but but. The, the part of it being is I had so many antibiotics. Every time I stubbed my toe, I was getting an antibiotic. So 
what happened is be, it, that, that's starting at like two years old. So by the time I'm actually in the first grade, I'm having migraine headaches. I lost most of my hair. Uh, by Me the too. Time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Not when I was your age, though. <laughs> I lost my hair. I started losing my hair when I was probably in like going into, you know, late elementary school and, uh, and they would shoot steroids in my, Ah. in my head and do these lights and stuff like that. And uh, so my health problems was a saga all the way through, uh, high school and chronic fatigue and all that. And I didn't, I had no idea. I'm a little Southern girl from North Carolina and I didn't know anything about bowel movements or going, you know, going to the bathroom or anything like that. So what happened is with me is um, I just went the way of the world. You know what I mean? I thought that, you know, I ate well Mm -hmm. relatively to the world. And of course, we didn't know everything we know now. And um, and then as I got into my 20, I had my my last child at 24 and, um, and then it just got so much worse. And, um, so time goes on and I walked into a health food store one day and I said, I'm so, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, yeah. can you help me? Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's wrong with me. Traditional medicine hasn't helped me. Like, I just, I I can't even get up in the morning. I'm so fatigued. So anyway, I went to then um, and started just reading books, you know, at that point in time. You know, you had Dr. Bernard Jensen and some of the old timers. And um, we had this center uh, in Florida. Now, I'm from North Carolina originally, but I was living in Florida. And we had this center down there. And Dr. Jensen used to come and teach. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's coming to teach. I'm going to be there. So anyway, as you know, time went on, I went through life changes and I decided that, you know, every state's different in licensing and what mm-hmm. they allow, you know, for people to do, whether it's a nutritionist, a naturopath or whatever, because I've got all those. I'm a naturopath. I'm a, nat- nat- a nutritionist. So what I did was I went, I just want to get better for me. For me, I had no idea that I would, you know, enter the world of gut health. And so I started changing my diet. And back then, what we did was, Jared, we juiced a lot. I juiced a lot. I changed my diet, my lifestyle, and I got better. Mm-hmm. And I felt, yay, you know, I want to shout this to the rooftops. So I went back to school uh, in the late 80s. And I started studying nutrition. What was there at the time? I studied nutrition. And I was just very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time. And I think that's what happens to most of us that find that natural path that we, you know, we find it and we go, wow, how did we end up here? So I went back to school and I wanted to help others. So I went to nutrition school. And in the state of Florida, um, I was, you know, I, studied um, acupuncturist, uh, colon therapist, clonics. I Mm -hmm. did all of this stuff, went to school. And then I had this lady who had a clinic 
here in my area. And she, I said, I'd really love to work under you like an apprentice. And that's what I did. I worked under her for a couple of years. And then in the early nineties, I had my own natural health clinics. And let me tell you something, there's nothing like working in the trenches. Right. And at that point in time, a lot of the MDs were transitioning into what we called then alternative health. And so I was just lucky that I got to be able to work with them. And so I worked in a clinic for years and then I opened my own clinics and I was a, uh, I worked for the state of Florida and I taught anatomy physiology for the state of Florida to nurses and, uh, and, you know, massage therapist and acupuncturist because I had, you know, risen to that point. And so um, I had five natural health clinics in the state of Florida in the early 90s. I went to school for herbology because at that time, Jared, remember, you've been here a long time, you didn't go into a store and see multiple herb formulas. No. You see, no, you went in and you saw either Sony 7 clay or you saw psyllium seeds or you saw all these things and there was nothing there to help people. And so the one thing that I had a large clientele was with women and uh, women would go in and they would get psyllium, for example, and so bloated and so constipated. And so... Once I began to start start studying herbs, then I started formulating herbs myself for the gut, like slippery elm and marshmallow, you know, and I never used much of cascara or senna in my formulas for, for elimination, but, you know, and flax, I was the very first person to bring, to bring flax fiber onto the market because I could not give those women psyllium fiber anymore. It was gas and bloaty and, you know, and all that. So anyway, uh, my husband said to me one time, he said, are you ever going to put your formula in a store? And I went, heavens no. Are you kidding me? And then this store called me. I'll never forget this, Jared. Called me in South Florida, down in Naples. And he said, Brenda. We have so many customers here that want to talk about gut health. Now, this is in 93. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no way. No way am I getting up in front of a bunch of people and talking about constipation. But you know what, Jared? I did it. I sweated. You you would have seen me that night. I was pouring sweat, right? (laughs) But like 30 people showed up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is a real issue. So anyway, yeah. I, I learned to speak publicly at that point in time. And then I started to formulate more products, parasite formulas, yeast formulas. I was really good friends with uh, Dr. Uh, William Crook, who, you know, okay. very much discovered or in trust up in Tennessee, who discovered candida overgrowth in women. And mm-hmm. we were, you know, I was part of all that collective energy and beautiful alignment with the what was happening in our world with the gut but i still didn't have that concept i don't think jared that the gut was the contributing factor to everything but what i knew for myself and what i knew from the clinic and what i knew from my clients was once i got their gut straightened out they got better whether it was eczema 
whether it was brain fog, whether mm-hmm. it was being overweight, whatever, arthritis, whatever it was, they began to get better once I could get their gut straightened out. And so that went on. And then I started putting formulas, um, uh, herbal formulas in the stores in 1996. And that's how I started. And then I began to get out and speak to larger groups of people all across the country and write more books. I I think I have seven or eight books now. And in 2004, um, I went to PBS and I said, I just have this really good idea. Like, I want to come in and do a show on gut health. I I, I should. They looked at me like I had three heads. (laughs) They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I said, your audience is baby boomers. Do you realize the GI problems that they have? And they went, Brenda, no way. First of all, you cannot say the word gut on TV ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Jerry, can you believe it now what we say on TV? And they went, you can't say gut on TV. That's hilarious. Okay. And then they said, and the other thing is, you know, we just don't have that many women be successful. Well, that lit my fire. (laughs) Like, really? Okay. So anyway, I came back to them two or three times. I didn't get discouraged. You know, they say, you know, if you don't fail, you never learn. Right. And uh, I came back to them two or three times. I said, okay, so I won't say gut. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do something called the HOPE formula, which is high fiber, omega-3 oils, probiotics, and enzymes? And they went, okay, well, we, we'll, 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 we'll look at that. You know, we'll look at that. Well, come to find out when I did that show, I think that was in 04. It was a huge success. Yeah. This coming March is the upgraded uh, gut check. We call it gut check, but it's the hope formula that I've taken and upgraded to what we know now scientifically which we didn't know then. So anyway, that was, you know, my start into the PBS world and, you know, into health food stores. And Jared, I, I, I was so passionate about helping people. Uh, you know, I, I tromped through every health food stores all over the uh, uh, North America, Canada too. And I just wanted to help people. I just wanted to help people. And I knew intuitively that the gut was a core. I didn't know it like we know it today with the microbiome project and what the National Institutes of Health have funded the microbiologist. But I did know that I I had something there. I knew that there was there was there was really what you want to call there was there was stuff there. But most of the people in the world today that are on even uh, social media or, or whatever. That they looked at me as being weird <laughs> back then. You know what I mean? And now, I don't think you're doing it right if you're not looked at as being weird. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. And so I, I just, you know, I got started, and I, and, and I call my father. I'll never forget calling my father and saying, "Dad, I am going in to the digestive business," and he went. What is that? And I said, well, you know, I have a clinic. We do detoxification and colonics and all that. He went, are you crazy? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm not crazy. And so anyway, that was the start. And I think part of it was the inspiration I had for myself, but the inspiration that I saw when people got better. And I know that's what you see. See, I look at health food stores like this. You're in the trenches, right? Yeah. It's like, okay. So it's like this. You have someone that goes to school. I don't care. It could be an acupuncturist, a naturopathic, nutritionist. If they don't ever work clinically, you you can't take the book knowledge and apply that if you haven't experienced it. So when I stayed in a clinic for seven years, right, and I worked for seven years in with MDs who were who were also getting into alternative health. I consider that the trenches. I consider that because I'm with the actual person person that's coming back and saying, this isn't working for me. This is working for me. You know what I mean, Jared? You yeah. had to you have to have that. Well I always say that the ultimate wild card in health is the person that is on the program, right? The person yeah. you're giving the supplement to because their history isn't your history and uh-huh. their microbiome isn't their sister's microbiome. And there's all these different variables that matter. And unless you're there with the individual and then the next individual and the next one after that, it's hard to get all the nuance of how to help people. And right. I always la- tell people all the time, cause you know, I've had this show for 15 years. I've had the, the store has been in business for 45. I've owned it for almost 30 years. I've been dealing with individuals on a regular basis every single day for ever. And people ask, you know, well, what are your credentials? And I say, I'm Jared St. Clair. I don't have any initials. I'm not even a junior, but I do feel that the time <laughs> that I've spent in the store with thousands of people over the years, gives me some insight that is pretty unique. Right. And so I, I agree with exactly what you're saying that those seven years are invaluable and no, I'm sure it's, it's how it's you came invaluable. with you, yeah. you experience the relationship that you get with your customer and their problem and you work them through their problem. You know what I mean? And sometimes Jerry, that's hard and you know it. Oh yeah. Because sometimes people become attached to their problem. You have to really look at that too. Like <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. I, I hear you. But the point of it is, is I did thousands and thousands of lectures and I am the kind of person that if I saw, you know, they line up after a lecture and they want to talk to you and I never left a lecture. It may be sometimes midnight. I talked to every single person because I wanted to make sure that I got that person hope, you know what I mean? Yeah. That I had, that I gave that person something they could take with them because I knew for myself, I didn't have that. The only thing I had is I had that little teeny bit at that point in time. And we're talking in the eighties and, and, uh, and Dr. Jensen and all those, I had that, those points of, you know, that I had help with, but there was nothing that grew the digestive care arena, except for me, 15 years on that road. And I stayed one week in, one week out, one week in, one week out for 17 years. 
Wow. For 17 yeah. years. That. Yeah, that's a, a lot of experience and there's incredible value in that. So then here's the thing, Brenda. It is interesting because you're talking a long time ago in, in terms of the natural products industry, right? That was, I wouldn't say it was in its infancy back then, but maybe it was in its adolescence, right? Yeah. I mean, it's grown a lot since then. And mm -hmm. the same could be said about probiotic research and microbiome research. It was very much in its infancy back then. Wow. I mean, you you said before we started the same thing. I tell people, I remember when there was just something called acidophilus, right? Wow. And, and we didn't, there wasn't a word that I'm aware of called probiotic. There wasn't yeah. prebiotic. Now people are talking about postbiotics. None of that stuff was even in the vernacular back then. We had L dot acidophilus and that's what we had, right? <laughs> and then we had L dot Bulgaricus a little after that and a few other ones that popped up. Yeah. And now you have a product in the Vital Planet line that has a hundred different strains of good guys, if you want to call them that. And honestly, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't know that I ever thought I would see a day where there was a product that had a hundred strains in it. That's, uh, you know, back then it was almost inconceivable. Well, here's why. Because we didn't have science that had the money to go out and look at the different, what do you want to call them, the tribes, or look at, okay, so first of all, looking at us as a Western society and say, okay, what's in that microbiome? And, yeah. but then when the money came, you know, and they started being able to go out and study these strains, we, we thought that there, literally, we thought there was a strain, one strain of Lactobacillus acidophilus, and it did everything. Right. Right? Now we've identified 260 different strains of Lactobacillus acidophilus. And here's the point. The point is, is, and there's a, I have a book called uh, The Gut Extinction. And if they come to your store Give them one. They're totally free. It's an what, awesome book, by the way. I love it. Well, thank you. And what they did, what we we know now is we know that one of the things I used to lecture with a doctor who was brilliant and he was my co-author on all the books. He died last year, but he oh. was my co-author on all the books. And we used to teach doctors what probiotics did. That's why I have those eight primary purposes, that wheel. And so it was so funny, Jared, because he would come up with the most crazy things. We'd be in front of a, 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 a group of people lecturing and I'll go, where did he get that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, where did he get that? But he was so brilliant. He was brilliant. And one of the things he used to tell me was, bacteria talk to each other and I was like really well come to find out if you look in the gut extinction book the 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 Bonnie Bar Bonnie Bar Bartlett who is the microbiologist at the University of Ar Oregon mm -hmm. took the octopus and what they were trying to figure out Jared was how bacteria could make bioluminescence okay okay so what they found was if you had one bacteria, and I know people know what bioluminescence is. It's like a firefly or it's like, if, you know, people go out that dive and stuff and they see the bioluminescence in the water. Right. You know what I mean? That's caused by bacteria. Okay. So 
when Dr. Smith used to say to me, Brenda, bacteria talk to each other, I would say, okay, really? Well, they took the bobtail squid from Hawaii. And what they did was they, they looked at this bobtail squid and they went, how does this illuminate this whole water with, okay, so what they couldn't do, Jared, is they couldn't take one bacteria and do it. And uh-huh. that's what became very interesting to them. But what they could do collectively to bacteria, because they're a team. Right. That's what I tell people. That's why we have all these strains. Because when they looked at the bobtail squid in Hawaii, they went, there's no way that one. And really, the original studies on this, Jared, came from a guy in the early 1900s who was studying uh, uh, Staphylococcus pneumonia. How did that not, you know, replicate itself when it was just one? Okay. Okay. So what they did was with the bobtail squid, and this is in the book. If you want the book, Jared's got the book. And what they did was they went, oh my gosh, this is a team effort. And this is what I try to tell people with these strains. Okay. One strain may be very good at producing, believe it or not, vitamins B and K. Another strain is is good at uh, eradicating pathogens like, for example, COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another uh, strain is good at the IBS. Another strain is good at this. But they're not all good at everything. And that's where we come in as human beings because we can understand that. You know that in a store, you have to have a team of people. Some are good at this. Some are good at that. Some are good at this. Right. Right. However, no one's good at everything and neither are bacteria. So when you collectively start looking at we've lost all these strains and that's why we're sick and that's why these children are sick and that's why we have food sensitivities and peanut allergies and all this stuff going on, we've lost the strains. So let's explore that just a minute, because I think that might be pretty new to a lot of people listening. It is. So we've lost the strains. Um, What 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 have we lost? How do we know we've lost them? Uh, Can we get them back? I guess those would be the questions. Well, the point of it is, is we're what they're trying to do is get the ones we've lost and put them in the strain banks like a seed bank. They're doing now with seed banks in the Scandinavian countries. They've gone to some of these uh, hunter-gatherer groups and found strains because they they eat 60 grams of fiber a day. So remember this, that the prebiotic fiber is what's producing the, the, the probiotics and in, in more, ple- more plethora of probiotics. So what we're finding out is the strains that we're losing, we're, they're trying to put them in seed banks because we're, they're gone if we don't try to rescue them from these these tribes around the world and that's what's happening so when when i come in and i say okay i'm giving you 60 strains okay they're going hmm 60 strains why do i need that because every strain doesn't do the same thing (laughs) right every strain doesn't have the health benefit the what the microbiome project was is and I did like I did skinny gut diet. Skinny gut diet 
back in 2015 was where I took I took 10 people for six months and I balanced their microbiome and they lost weight because some bacteria create weight loss and I knew how to do it with the food. So the point of it is, is we've got to get this across to the people because when I first came out with the ultimate flora 50 billion potency, oh, she's crazy, mm-hmm. she's crazy. Now I'm coming out with 60 strains or 100 strains, which is our most potent product. And I don't know that I can get more than 100. I'm having to go to Czechoslovakia and Italy and a lot of other places now. I can't get all the strains here in the U.S. So we we individually select these strains because they all have health benefits, Jared. And if you don't put those back in, you see what I mean? You're not going to be able to create the microbial footprint we were born with. So then the question I have that I've I've had for a long time, and I'm very curious what your answer is going to be. So we know... Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I'm telling you any research I've read that you think I've, I've got it wrong, I'm curious, but we know that there are well over a thousand strains that, um, I guess, reside, belong in a healthy microbiome. I've heard people say it's two or 3000. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what your number is. Um, but let's just say for, for simple math, let's just say there's supposed to be a thousand there. Yeah. Okay. And let's say that, like you, uh, we have an infant who was given multiple antibiotics. Unlike you, uh, in your youth, uh, now we also have that same infant being inundated with antibacterial everything and glyphosate, which is a human antibiotic, Mm -hmm. and all of these other things, right? So the attack is real. Like, if you don't take an antibiotic, you're still getting antibiotics, right? So people, you know, you say, well, I walked into a health food store back in the 80s and said, help me figure this out. Well, people are still doing that in 2023, right? With the exact same types of symptoms that you were dealing with. And so then the question is, let's, is it possible? I'm going to ask you your opinion on this first. Is it possible that some of those people walking into Vitality Nutrition maybe only have a few hundred strains left? Does that happen? Okay. Absolutely. So that's happening. Absolutely. So then what you've done, if I'm understanding you correctly, because I really want to make sure people understand this, you've got a hundred strain, human human strain probiotic formula that are handpicked strains because it sounds like you're trying to give as much, not just diversity of strains, but diversity of tasks that these strains are completing within the body, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but what about the missing six or 700 or 2000 strains? Is it? Can we get those back? Do we need them back if we have a diverse enough few hundred strains that are able to handle all these tasks? I, I think that we'll find that out, Jared. I don't know if we know the answer to that right away, but okay. I'm right on. You're right on track there. What we're trying to do is, I think now with a microbiologist is, okay, we have gone and sourced all these strains And we have every single strain in the vital flora that has been clinically studied to any degree, NCFM, HA122, all of them. They're all in there, okay? So what what changes anything in the microbiome is our geographical, uh, where we live, obviously, change that. 
and generationally. So what? So let, let me go back a minute to what Stanford did. When Stanford came in and they said, why are we missing these strains? Then, of course, they go to rat studies because that's exactly what they have to do. So what they did is they took a, a wild mouse that ate a wild diet and the diversity was like, wow. They brought them inside in a lab, high fat, high sugar, you know, low fiber diets. And mm -hmm. generationally, okay, it got worse and worse and worse. Now, here's something very interesting that I think people need to know. I was born with an autoimmune uh, problem. I pass that on to my daughter. Okay. Okay. Now, I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything different then. None of us did in, you know... <laughs> 1970s, right? Right, right. However, my grandchildren, see, here's what people is a beauty thing that people need to understand. You can change it by taking a probiotic with all these strains every day. You have to do it. It's like a multivitamin. I call it the multivitamin of the gut. My granddaughter is 14 and, and 11. They've never had an antibiotic. You know why? Now they've had croup. They've had all these other things. They had a very smart, I'm not saying they didn't go to a doctor. They have a great pediatrician. But the point of it is, Jared, they have the opportunity now to have a microbiome and a immune uh, system that's so much better than my daughter's or mine. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because Oz, we had the, you know, we had the, the noodle here to start them, uh, you know, on these probiotics. My grandchildren take the, I'll sh take the, uh, if you look at the um, ultimate flora, the, the ultimate, oh, sorry, the ultimate flora, uh, 60 billion, God, I couldn't do that. The ultimate flora, 60 billion. My granddaughters take one of those every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't understand that. So going back to what you're saying, if there are all of these strains that we cannot regain, what we have to understand intelligently is I can go and source 100. I know. I'm trying to source 150. I don't know I can do it yet. I'm working okay. on it. All right. But continually putting that in, especially for our autoimmune people. My autoimmune genes were turned on many years ago. And here's the other piece of this. People coming into your store that have autoimmune issues, the, uh, once the autoimmune it, uh, gene is turned on or the uh, ANA, what do you want, uh, anti-nuclear antigen, what, I don't want to get complicated, but uh, once that's turned on, it's never turned off. You manage it, Okay. Okay. So what you want to, to tell them is this is just like taking your multivitamin, right, every day because you turned on your autoimmune genes however it was for you. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, for me, I know what it was. I know it was antibiotics. I know right. that I, you know, what happened with me. So what we have to start educating people on is, the probiotic is the multivitamin for the gut. And, and some of these strains will colonize, okay, hook in to the gut lining, mm -hmm. grow out, 
Some of them are transient. Here's the point. Transient ones do the same thing. As they're passing through, they're making vitamins B and K. They're, they're, making, uh, they're making the autoimmune uh, system. They're helping the leaky gut. They're helping all of these things. So just because something doesn't colonize, it's like a spore. Think about it this way. You were, we were talking about spores before. Mm -hmm. Spores are the same thing. They're not going to call it. They're going to pass through. And right, when they transient. pass through, they're doing their job. So are a lot of this. So is a lot of this lactic acid bacteria. It's not going to all colonize. But as it moves through you and out through the bowel movement, it's doing its job. And that's why people feel a difference with our formula, with the vital flora, because we've got these strains in there and they're doing the different things that we need. The gut brain connection, serotonin, nor, uh, norepinephrine, epinephrine, you know, all of these things mm -hmm. that's happening that the, that the gut brain connection does. So our job as in your job as an educator, your job as a store um, is to give people the information that can make them better, Jared. And we now have the science that tells us, okay, the gut is going to become extinct if we don't do something. Right. Okay. So I, I love that explanation. I think it makes a lot of sense and I think it's going to answer some questions for a lot of people. So let's talk about the the rest of the story because we've, we've talked about probiotics. We've talked about the number of strains, even touched a little bit on spores, which I've talked about a lot on Vitality Radio and yeah. the human strains and transient strains. I love all of that. But your HOPE program is H-O-P-E, uh, in case people aren't hearing it correctly, and it's high fiber right? It's omega-3. I have something called my my vital five that I talk about all the time. Oh, and okay. omega-3 is in there and probiotics are in there and digestive enzymes are in there. And so we have OPE uh, are all part of my vital five as well. I also have magnesium in there and I have a multivitamin. Right, I love that. Right. Great. So, so we all have our, uh, you know, kind of our way of trying to help people figure all this stuff out. But one thing that frankly, I haven't talked a ton about on Vitality Radio that I want to touch on uh, quite a bit here uh, in the time we have left is that H. So let's talk about high fiber and why specifically the fibers that you like to recommend matter when it comes to boosting our microbiome and our overall health. Well, Jared, there's so much confusion on fiber. And I got to tell you, even my mother-in-law who the other day I wanted to go, I'm going to do this very quickly. She doesn't understand me. Right. So <laughs> just joking. But um, people have this perception about fiber that it's only to make you poop. Right. Okay. This is what I'm going to change this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this, is your, this, this is your mission. This is my mission right All now. Right. All right. My new mission. Okay. And the way this came about, this high fiber omega-3 pro probiotics and enzymes was back to my doctor and we were writing the book Gut Solutions, right? And I was doing the, it's a, it's a, it's a reference book. You know, it got, starts with Barrett's esophagus and goes all the way through all the different conditions. And I'm writing up all the uh, recommended uh, nutritional programs for people, diet and all that. And Dr. Smith, is a, is just a beautiful soul. He's calling some university to ask this doctor about some thing. I'm like, 
Leonard, I don't want to hear about that. I just want to do this. So, and then I turned around to him about one day, about halfway into it. I went, you know what? Every remedy for everything that I'm writing is high fiber, omega-3 oils, probiotics, and enzymes. And we started laughing. And he said, oh, that's faux. And I'm like, that's not a good, that's not a good answer. <laughs> so we went to high fiber. So now we're moving into another arena, like with the strain diversity with our probiotics. Now what I'm going to start doing is defining fiber, Jared. Okay. Because people, the conception is, Okay, some fibers are good for constipation. You're insoluble fibers. So if you take the sponge, which I love the sponge, the greens and the yellow part of the sponge, mm -hmm. the green part is the, the bulk. You know, you're bulking like your grandmother said, eat a bran muffin and get that bulk. Right. You know what I mean? And yep. then the yellow part of the sponge is a soak up, the soluble. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is define the differences so some people now now i'll tell you what i have found in the last couple of years i never had as many people with diarrhea as i do now a lot of people with diarrhea hmm. now if you have diarrhea you need a soluble fiber the yellow part of the sponge that soaks up Okay. And we've got that now in our new Hope uh, kit, which is the Fiber 35. This is all pre, it's, it's a prebiotic fiber. And then I have the Vital Fiber, which is like the Vital Fiber is the green part of the sponge. And what that does is it gives you bulk. So that's good for constipation, right? Now, normal people who just want fiber need both. Okay. But if they're having a problem, with constipation over here, you need the insoluble or they're having a problem with, uh, you know, high cholesterol, blood sugar, uh, you know, diarrhea, mm -hmm. they need the soluble. So I'm going to start, I'm defining that now okay. because people are so confused over it. Well, right. Cause it's fiber. Isn't just fiber, right? And it isn't. And, it isn't. And acidophilus and the, isn't just acidophilus. <laughs> no, exactly. And you, the other thing, Jared, that's so interesting is, when they did the microbiome studies, they started saying, guess what? All of the bacteria don't like the same food. Who to thunk? I don't like the same food that you like, and you don't like the same food that he likes, and blah, blah, right. blah. So what we have now found out is in the prebiotic fiber world, all the bacteria don't like the same prebiotic fiber. That's what we've got. 35 different fibers in there. And then a clinical study came out with the American uh, Gut Association. And what they found out was that you needed 35 grams of fiber a day, which I wrote that book many years ago. Right. That was a New York Times bestseller. 35 grams of fiber a day from 35 sources a week. Now think about that. And that's what's in this show, The Gut Check. Where I explain to people, look, there's no, I cannot eat that. I can't chew that much, right? <laughs> I can't. Right. I just can't chew that much. So we've got two aspects here. We want to feed the good bacteria with different food sources. 
if a person happens to have, and I'll have another formula, happens to have a lot of the diarrhea, we want to stop that, right? Mm -hmm. With a soluble fiber. If they're constipated, then we want to go to the vital fiber, which is the peelings of the vegetables, like the apple peeling or the zucchini mm-hmm. peeling, you know, it's the, it's the bulking that we get. So we're, what we're going to start doing here at Vital Planet, it was going to, we're going to start defining fiber because it's so confusing. It's so confusing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a confusing topic and it's not a topic I don't think that gets talked about a whole lot. And there's, and I think there's some controversy about it out there too. Everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. Um, I am, I am interested though, just to make sure that our, our, my listeners are understanding. So you've got the vital fiber, which is the one that would be for bulk for people that are dealing with constipation. Mm-hmm. The one that is for the prebiotic benefits and the fiber 35 called vi- fiber 35. Okay. And and then I thought you mentioned that are you coming up with a another fiber besides I those two? We'll do a fifty fifty blend. Okay, all right, but that's not available yet. I, I can I can only do what I can do financially. Sure. No, I get it. What I want to do is I want to do a fifty fifty blend for normal people that just want the fiber. Well, you know, I've I, never I, met any normal people, so. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is I did this in the show. You'll see I did a a, like a little short interview with a with a GI doctor on in the show, which Mm -hmm. was amazing. 30,000. He's done 30,000 colonoscopies. Wow. That's a lot. That's and I started talking to him. You know, I interviewed him for the PBS show. And I said, Dr. On, what do you see? Like if you could say the number one thing, number one thing that you're seeing is fiber. It's fiber. We need fiber to feed the good guys, the good bacteria. What I'm saying by that, we need fiber to give the bulk because your colon's a muscle. Think of it. If you put a weight on your arm and you pushed against it, your arm gets bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing happens in the colon. If you put bulk in there, it's naturally going to contract, right? And mm-hmm. push against that bulk. If you don't have that bulk there, then I, I got to tell you an interesting story. A friend of mine's son is in Maine and uh, he's very young. I'm talking 36 years old. And okay. um, he has infection all down into the latter part of the lower part of the sigmoid colon. Do you know what his doctor told him when he let him go? I want you to take 45 grams a day of supplemental fiber. Wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. You don't even hear that. You know what I mean? We're talking, you know, most of them go say, oh, go home and eat a high fiber diet, blah, blah. You know this, Jared. People don't know what that means. They don't have a clue what that means. Right. You know. Well, and like you said, not all fibers created equal. Uh, no. In terms of you know, if you just look at the package and look at the fiber grams, you don't know exactly what you're getting. No. Uh, soluble, insoluble. But I, insoluble. you will see me come out with more books. I'll be defining it better, clar- clarifying it all, bet much better. Cool. All right. So I have taken you a little past the time that you originally allotted me. Do you have a few more minutes? Because I I would like to hit on the omega-3s and why they matter, but I don't want to take you past. No, no, I'm fine. We're okay. All right. So can we talk about the omega-3s then and uh, how they impact? Because 
I think a lot of people think of omega-3s in a couple different ways. I think people think of them as cardiovascular wellness. I think people think of them as anti-inflammatory to a large degree. I think that's a pretty common uh, understanding that people have. And I think that people think of them maybe as almost a lubricant for the joints and things like that. But I don't know that a lot of people think of omega-3s in the gut. So talk to us about that. Well, in uh, 19... Uh probably 1999 there was a clinical study that came out in japan and it was on um it was on omega-3s and ibd to define that inflammatory bowel disease which is very crohn's ulcerative colitis uh, those types of things right Mm -hmm. and um dr smith and i decided at that point in time this has been a long time ago we decided that we were going to do a formula for the um, omega-3s for the gut not that you're just doing it for the gut. I mean, if you do omega threes, it's going to affect the whole body. Sure. So what we did is we took that clinical study and I, and at the other company, I came out with a product and very much defined along with that clinical study. So what that means is if you have anything in your gut or in your body that's inflammatory, your, like you said, your joints, your brain health, all of this that's going on, how do you get better absorption of omega-3s? Because this is critical to understand. Mm-hmm. We have a tremendous amount of people today on keto diets, on uh, paleo diets. Right. And one of the problems, because I have it in my family, not going to say but I have it in my family. Uh, and I try to tell them, look, guys, here's the deal. If you don't have good liver bile production, right. And you don't have lipase being secreted from the pancreas, which is your fat digesting enzyme, they come together at your small intestine right there. And that's what emulsifies fat. So a fat molecule comes into the body large, it can absorb through the gut wall until it's made smaller. And that is through digestion. So that's lipase and that's through bile salts. So anyway, the point of it is, is when we looked at the clinical study, the one thing that they did was they enteric coated the capsule. So that meant that the capsule went into the stomach, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't break up in the stomach, but, got into that small intestine. Now that's exactly where the lipase from the pancreas and the bile salt from the liver gallbladder comes together. So we got the enteric coating. The other thing that we put in there, we put in there is the lipase enzyme because we're so weak in our pancreases today. You know what I mean? Remember your pancreas is your pancreas uh, regulates your insulin as well as produces your digestive enzymes. So you've got a whole lot going on with the pancreas, right? right. So what we've done with our omega-3 is we enteric coated so you don't burp it. Can you know the people that I have in this office that won't take an omega-3 because they burp it? <laughs> I'm like, really? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. So yeah. when you enteric coated, you don't burp it. That's just a a fluke thing. But what I'm trying to say is, so then you have the enteric coating. Then we put the lipase enzyme inside the capsule Mm -hmm. so that when it does drop into that small intestine, you've got that extra lipase with the bile salt from the liver gallbladder to help you digest it. Because the ideal 
thing, Jared, is to get that omega-3 down into here where all the inflammation is. Right. Right? So you've got to have the enteric coating is essential. It's essential for that. And so that's why our omega-3, and we also do put in the D3. But, I mean, if we put in, I think, in ours, we have a 1,000 milligrams per capsule of D3. But people are taking D3, it doesn't matter. But you do know to take absor- to have absorption of D3, you have to have fat with it. Right. Yeah, it's a fat-soluble. So our omega-3 is totally different. And, um, and, and that's one of the things, and it's not just like, it's a digestive omega-3. What it is, is it'll affect the overall, um, you know, cardiovascular EPA, DHA. And the other thing that we have in ours is our omega, our, 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 uh, each capsule of ours is, uh, 1175 milligrams of EPA, DHA. I was just going to mention that because the potency is critical. Yeah. And there are so many very low potency omega-3s out there. Oh my gosh. Jared, do you get tired of people coming in and going, okay, so my husband does this very funny thing. He gets this fish and I've got it on and he says, okay, if you take this fish and you squeeze the oil (laughs) out of the fish, right? Okay. You got all this oil. That's not omega-3. Right. Only 30% of that oil is omega-3. The other 70% is saturated fat. Right. So what we're saying is we've concentrated that omega-3. You see what I mean? Yep. So you've got not only a concentrated omega-3, you've got the lipase enzyme, you've got enteric coated, and you've got D3. So what we're trying to do is to get that in as the inflammatory to help people with inflammatory conditions. Excellent. Okay. And then the last thing then would be enzymes and we could talk about enzymes for nine hours, but uh, just (laughs) give, give your brief uh, synopsis of why enzymes matter so much. Oh my gosh. um, And you know, what makes yours unique? The way we've made ours unique and enzymes are important because the pancreas becomes weak. I mean, and, and we overeat I mean, there's just so many things I could go into here and I won't do it. But I think when you're over probably the age of 50, you ought to be looking at taking a digestive enzyme when you eat. And people go, well, when you take it, here's the way I look at it. When you think about food, you're starting to secrete hydrochloric acid. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to start putting it in your mouth, right? So. What I like to tell people to do is take that digestive enzyme either in the middle of the meal or the end of the meal. Let your body do what it's going to do. And what we've done is we put the um, digestive enzyme in a delayed release capsule. Let's go back to what I just said. Where is digestion happening? Not in the stomach. Stomach's only liquefying everything and heating it up and all that. Your true digestion comes when that pancreas starts secreting enzymes after the stomach and the very first part of the small intestine and the liver gallbladder, okay, when they come together in that duodenum, okay? So with the digestive enzyme, what we're doing is we're doing a delayed release capsule because we really don't need it in the stomach. You need it in that small intestine. 
And so that's the difference. Everything we're doing is to get absorption. You're not what you eat, folks. You're what you absorb. And yep. that's a fact. Absolutely. All right. So then to, to wrap this up, because as I said, we've taken longer than we uh, originally anticipated doing. Um, and I love it. I could talk to you for another hour easily. Um, the you're, You've got a new program coming out. It's going to be out in March. Gut Check Hope for Ultimate Health with Brenda yeah. Watson on PBS. I'm assuming that can be found on PBS yeah, online just as well as on TV. Org in your area. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and, and so that's coming up if you want to hear a little bit more, uh, maybe a little more concise version of, of some of what we've talked about today uh, and dig into that a little bit more. There is an excellent book that Brenda mentioned that we do have a couple of stacks of at Vitality Nutrition. We will include it in our vitalitynutrition.com orders if you ask for it in the notes, or you can pick it up if you're local to Vitality Nutrition. And of course, we've talked about hope, meaning high fiber, omega-3s, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. And maybe I think the most important thing that we talked about today is the diversity of the fiber and the diversity of the microbiome. Jerry, please let people know when they get the gut extinction book, this goes into SIBO, IBS, all the things we've learned about the gases being produced that's causing people to have a lot of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. All that's in that book. And it's free, folks. And it's a good book. It really is. I haven't looked at it for a few months now. I'm going to go back and read it again now because I know there's some great information in there. Brenda, I'm going to have to let you go, but I'll tell you, I'd love to have you on again. I really appreciate the time. I appreciate the passion. I recognize very clearly, and I have for years, that you really do want to help as many people get better as you possibly can. And I appreciate I do. you doing that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jared. For joining me on Vitality Radio. Thank you. All right. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.